0: So with our good friends at SAS Autos and our really good friends down there at the Boise Labour Club. What well, tonight like we've got on for you tonight, ladies and gents? One and a half hours of absolute solid show. We're back, season 10. This is the 10th year that we've been doing this now, and uh, it's just gotten strength to strength. You know what? We'll just come on with the show and introduce everybody one by one. First off, Mark Adams, as it, aka Mr. Rogue.
1: Hello, good evening, everybody. You're right,
0: Nick. Uh, Mr. Sheen, aka Mr. Hipkins. Good evening, all. Mrs Brown. Good evening. <coughs> From a good self, good evening. And, of course, the absolute legend, the most respected, one of the most respected players we've had for a very, very long time at St Andrews. Uh, and he was totally loved by everybody, uh, especially at the back of the till. Benno, Benno, Benno. Who He's on an iPad up in Middlesbrough guys, so uh, if he if he drops in or drops out, please don't bet it because we're you know, we're just we're just to have you on the show, mate. Nice one, thank you. Pleasure. Right, I've got a pair of gloves in my Birmingham City Museum, Sonico Goalkeeper Gloves. I dare take remember the name. Yeah. And you signed them and gave them to my eight year old son who's now thirty three. And you made that child's life. He he talks about those gloves so, so, so much. (laughs) Right,
2: I I remember wearing (laughs) Sondico. It must have been a long, long time (laughs) ago.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, I mean, what a great career you had with us. And, you know, and you were genuinely, genuinely by the fans revered as a goalkeeper. You really were. Thank you. Yeah, I had a
2: great time. You know, we had some ups and downs, but it was mainly ups. Uh, Every season there was I mean, something. What, what else are we going to have? What else are we going to have apart from ups and downs with the blues? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, it wouldn't be blues, would it? If if not, I mean, especially like with obviously my first manager Barry leading the drum. So uh, no, I mean it was always good fun. Uh, uh, different players, different scenarios every season. But ultimately, it was always challenging for something or, or trying to do something every
0: season. Mm. Yeah. Great times, man. Honestly, proper great times. And we mentioned earlier that um, there's a lot of people listening tonight now, and there's a lot of people that will catch this around the world over the next 24 hours. Has anybody got any footage of the penalty save that you made against Shearer? Because you've never seen it, have you? No, never
2: seen it. I mean, everyone, everyone. Right. Who... So,
0: cool. We're putting we're putting the court now right in the front of the show. Has anybody got the video? Of that amazing penalty save. The only person to save a penalty against him, I believe. I'll oh, be one of them, yeah. We're one of them, yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, it was a, a cold Birmingham evening. I was sitting in block 19 and. Oh, oh no, Nicastro got a penalty. Oh, no, Shearer's going to make it.
2: Pedal! You did! Yeah, <laughs> yeah one, of, one of Percy's sliding tackles that didn't get the usual stuff. But uh, I'll. I'll, I'll... <laughs> I mean, I haven't, told, I haven't told many people this, but obviously I'm telling you now, it actually hit me on my head.
0: Right. I dived to my left, yeah.
2: got my hands out, and it actually hit the top of my head. And I think that's
0: why it made the ball just divert that far. Yeah. Ian, Ian, longer. Ian, 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 you headed it to the goal.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, he hit my head. I didn't head it, so I'll, I'll settle with that one. I bet that hurt,
3: then.
2: I bet that hurt. Oh listen, Percy yeah. come and dived on me, so I, it, we had to defend the corner, so we weren't too bothered really.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Great, did, fond memories, mate, honestly. Did
1: yeah, did Shearer sorry sorry Ian, did um Shearer say anything afterwards or after the game or anything?
2: Did no, ever, not really, no. No, he 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 wasn't the most uh well what can I what word I am saying? Yeah, yeah, he wasn't the most <laughs> happy sort of person after the game, you know. Uh I think we played him a couple of times within one or two seasons. Yeah. Uh, but no, he he certainly didn't make uh, his way to me at the end of the game. So uh, mm. I think whether whether any of the lads got his shirt, I'm not sure. I mean I probably don't think anyone had got him that after that after that game. No. Yeah.
1: So if he's so if he's watching then, hopefully he might have a bit of footage on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if
2: it'll be Do a mean bit he of a story. Watches, watches
0: everyone. So. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some nice messages coming in already. Uh, here we go. Ian Bennett, legend. Kiss, kiss, kiss from Jackie Blossom Barton. Stephen Cale, much love, Benno. We had some class keepers over the years. Heart, foster, tap. But Benno was, was like, ah, oh, brilliant. Um, I am excited. Andy Skellon, I am excited and I'm sorry. Andy, I'm sorry.
4: Craig has just said uh, Ian cost me a marriage. Uh, you need to ask Paul Lee as the story. Apparently, not guilty. Your oh honest. dear, oh dear. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't uh, go into that one. How,
2: may, how many will we Was get it? over, the, Four, over the evening where it's? Never six foot. Never six foot. We'll
4: have that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be fine. No problem.
2: I'm ready for
3: it. Yeah, he's saying. Yeah, I've got it here. He's saying he took his wife to a first game against Newcastle, and when Beno saved the penalty, we were we were right behind the goal. Um, The girlfriend at the time stopped me falling over the the bar in the middle of the Tilton. Um, From the from from that moment, she was addicted, and it cost me season tickets and a marriage. Wow, not
2: a bad game to go to, is it?
3: Not bad for your first game, is it? No, no. <laughs> Downhill from there, surely. <laughs> so, stuff. would you say that was your best moment? Yeah, what
0: was it like?
4: Nick, you're dropping uh, in. You're dropping in and out. You are.
2: Yeah, one of one of one of the best moments, obviously uh, promotion as well at Huddersfield, and uh, even though we lost at the Carling Cup, uh, the Worthington yep. Cup. Sorry. Uh, the way we came out of that with all the accolades and that obviously we'd have preferred to win it, but if, like I say, the penalty, I and mean, I expect every guest who's been on here who was involved in that game said about the penalty were what they never gave, you know, and uh, oh. but the amount of credit we came out with that, uh, it certainly, certainly uh, was another plus point for me, you know. Yeah, Auto no, windscreen
3: no. shield as well.
2: You want something? Yeah
3: auto windscreen shield the yeah, yeah
2: yeah yeah then, take his shirt and t-shirt and uh, yeah i mean it's obviously the first time that happened where a golden goal uh, yeah finished the game and, and like i say uh, I, we see i see footage of it sometimes now i think it usually comes up on twitter and things and it's just just amazing to see all the all the supporters there and and taking Wembley really the old Wembley by storm Fantastic yeah. finish.
3: Mm, What's it like walking out? Like you know, the old Wembley. You got forty thousand Blues fans there. You know what? Well, how does that feel when you're actually walking out? You know, it's about to play the game and sing the national anthem.
2: It was. It was a long walk. That's all I can remember. The tunnel uh, and some met there. Obviously, Clarys was late again. He's the last one out. Probably <laughs> forgot something. Probably, probably had a bet to put on or something. Like that before, before oh. off, you know and. Uh, You just remember, I mean, you you lose a lot of this and now with Twitter and things, it's great to reminisce and see things coming back uh, into life sort of thing, you know. And all I remember is, uh, well, I think it was Bazoo the night before or a couple of days before when we stayed in London complaining that we had no ties. So I think uh, he couldn't believe it that we had no ties to put on. So I think Daisy went down some ice cream. And bought her like 20 blue ties for us to go with her suit, you know. So <laughs> there was some, there was some sort of conflict there. I can't remember, but yeah, I think the day she had to go on like the day before and get see if you can get any ties that resembled uh, the blues tie in colours. So uh, Took a couple of days. <laughs> the stories, the stories that with bars and the two in and throwing with with the gold and. And the Sullivans and Karen, you know, I think it only just spurred the lads on. Uh, but I mean, it was a great occasion, great night, and like I say, a little bit different headlines. Waking up the next day, we take this t-shirt all over.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. And we spoke about this on here before, before the Worthington Cup Final in two thousand and one, when obviously you're coming out to that sea of blue and that sea of red, and you've got the two biggest anthems in football going head to head, and we completely. <laughs> out-sang them, didn't we?
2: Yeah. Oh, ridiculous! Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it was just frightening. We actually went uh, to the stadium uh, the couple of days before, and all the lads on the way to the stadium was jet- laughing and joking and blah blah blah. And then when we got to the stadium, when we saw it empty,
5: yeah.
2: Wow. It, yeah. I don't know what it yeah. did, but, dra- but driving back on the on the bus back to the hotel, hardly anyone spoke. And I just think the awe of seeing it empty. There was just yeah. the, there was putting all these speakers in there. The army was up on the roof and coming down on ropes. I, I, it was it was unbelievable. I think it really hit home the enormity of the game and and the stage we, we were going to be playing on.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I can imagine.
2: Yeah. Well, the unfortunate mm-hmm. thing is shaking hands. I, I, I so wanted to meet some members of the royal family or anything like that, but I think it was sven and Eriksson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I want down. And if, you, and if you look, there's That's there's glory. half a dozen just like just laughing and things like that because obviously with him at the moment and the. Uh, what was going on with him and the England manager and things like that in his private life. You could see some of the lads just having a wee smirk at him, you know?
5: Yeah.
2: Uh, but, yeah, the national, once the national anthem comes, and obviously beforehand with Keep Right On and then they played their, their song as well, you know, it was, it was frightening and really, really tremendous experience.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah. What a, what what
0: a, a, what a real a, serious question for you now, right? OK, on that Worthington Cup final, yeah, you were the goalkeeper who had to stand in the sticks when that absolutely awful decision was made for that penalty, and it was. David Henry should have been hung and quartered for it, I'll be honest with you, right? Yeah. <clears throat> then they go and score, and they win the game. As, as the goalkeeper that let that goal in, and I want to get it from an emotional side from you, yeah? How did you feel knowing that we'd been cheated and knowing that we'd been robbed?
2: I think at the time, you, you just get through the game, all your emotions, the sadness and everything else. Uh, so, it's like two-barrelled, two really. Yeah, you've played really, really well. And obviously, with the penalty, taking it into extra time and things like that. And then what happened in extra time, uh, but knowing that you've still got possibly, well, the defining moment to go with the penalties, you know. So, it was not until after the game that it really sank in that well if there was any VAR now or any replays or I mean every single person yeah, really, yeah. would would have said absolutely stonewall penalty. And yep. well yeah. I mean it's just some of that that well we all we've all got to live with unfortunately, you know. I mean there's only only one person who, who knows why why it was never given. Mm-hmm. Was it because the so called against the bigger team and things like that. But I have watched I've watched it once and once only the whole game and it was only a couple of years ago because I could never watch it uh, and I can't believe how well we played.
3: Yeah, brilliant. How, oh, how super. really, super. How
2: really we, brilliant. well we played as a team and obviously with Martin O'connor uh, being injured and finishing the well practically finishing the game with 10 men you know I mean we really played some some good football that that afternoon.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: Ben, always, you.
0: Go, No, you go, Paul. Go on.
3: I was going to say, you, we've had Yuzi on before on the show, and we spoke about his chip from the halfway line, and I thought I remember him. I remember being sat there now and thinking that was in as soon yeah. as he hit it.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's things like obviously you forget and the near misses and and the second half of extra time and things like that. But yeah, you just everyone just goes back to the penalty decision, you know. And then obviously yeah. seeing Trevor crying when AJ misses, and you'd thought it'd have been the other way around with AJ crying and Trevor just consoling, well, consoling him, you know. It, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was just a, it was just a, it was a great day, with with without winning and doing everything bar winning, you know. But yeah, credit, like we touched on before, the amount of credit we came out with it, even though you've got like a loser's medal around your neck, the amount of credit you, you, yeah. you got for that game, and then. Uh, further down the line, uh, the, the other the other squad winning it. So, a little bit of redemption there. You know, the last-minute mm. goal t- for them to win it against Arsenal. And your hopes, like I say, we'd have got that look sort of thing at the end of the game, which, unfortunately, we didn't. But, like do I say, you think until, that, he, do... until he writes a book or until he writes an autobiography, then I don't think we'll ever know why he never gave it.
3: No, no. Do you think that affected the lads then to go on and obviously compete in the playoffs? I mean, I know we finished in the playoffs after that, but do you think that had an effect on, on the lads like obviously, you know, not getting past Preston and going yeah. to that final as well?
2: Uh, A little bit. I mean, there was there was some overriding factors there. I think did John McCarthy break his leg that night again? Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah, You know, and Trevor with obviously the penalties. He wanted it at one end, and they wanted it at the other end, and things like that. Uh, And I think did did Marcelo take the first penalty? I'm not sure. Yes,
1: if he... he did. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. He I, I, don't think, I don't think, he, I think he did well just to reach the ball walking because I think it was just absolutely shattered. Yeah. And uh, it's just them situations where you think you're there again and, and like I say, you hear about the curse and the stuff like that, you know, and you just think, yeah. Jesus Christ. Makes you wonder, doesn't it? Makes you wonder. Uh,
1: makes, makes you wonder.
2: Yeah. Something's yeah. But like I say, we, we, we came good and things like that and uh, and things and the time was 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 always something going on uh, and and it was good. I mean, I can remember I can remember signing my first signing me and Gary Cooper in ninety three, and Barry was there as uh, dressed as Father Christmas, uh, and little did I know I like, could probably be one of the fifty signings that year. You know uh, and. And when, when we was playing the first game and obviously Barry taking us and things like that, he says, uh, well, when the, the season finishes, he says, listen, the chairman's gave us one ultimatum to take us out of this division. And it is. And I think we got relegated, didn't we, at Trambley? Yes. That, year, so yeah. <laughs> that, took, that took us the wrong way. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. But it was a wonderful season next season, wasn't Sorry it? Uh, it? In League One. Yeah, yeah, fabulous
2: season. Yeah, uh, we all had a we all had a bet on Barry. Barry came in in pre-season and says, "I've got a bookmaker who'll give us ten to one. Mm-hmm. Do you want a bet on it?" So everyone, absolutely, five yeah. hundreds and the thousands and things like that. And I think that I think the bookie paid out a lot, uh, quite a lot of money. But I think Claridge I don't think he ended up paying Clary, so I think Clary's lived above his uh, bookies for about for about a year. Bringing <laughs> <laughs> his back, you know. So, it, it ought, we it believe be. it because we we thought we was unlucky to get relegated that season, and so the next season we really thought we was going to be up there, top favourites. And Baz, mm-hmm. knowing Baz, got got them a decent uh, a decent bet for us and a decent price.
1: Yeah. yeah Well we lost We lost that opening day Didn't we The season after We lost um, Was it Orient 2-1 Ooh, I think
3: opening.
2: we lost The opening game oh, That's good knowledge That i uh, I don't know Who does it, it does I matter. think Darren
3: Purse Darren
1: Purse was playing For Orient then Wasn't it Yeah he must have
3: been
2: yeah. yeah yeah
1: Probably did Yeah probably was I Yeah, think I, th- yeah. Cause I think it was Andy Savile's last, last appearance I think
2: yeah. Uh, I, you know, I used to travel in with Sav uh, I think he's I don't yeah. know he, well when, I, when he finished playing I think he ended up becoming a postman didn't he yeah. oh,
4: did he did he that's they? right yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: I think so I you, wouldn't want, you, you wouldn't want your post uh, much after 12 though with Sav would you? <laughs> I don't <laughs> remember the amount of times I was waiting for him like waiting for the lift to, to Birmingham the odd times but uh no, I think he ended up becoming a postman.
3: All oh, right. right. Okay. So during during your career at Blues then, Ben, did you stay up north and like just travel, or did you move? Did uh, you the F- I,
2: for the first little bit, I uh, I travelled with Sav first, uh, and then I ended up uh, meeting Jono, Andy Leg, uh, a little bit at the junction near the M one near the airport, uh, East Midlands Airport. Yeah. But Jono was but John o was a nightmare. John was 15 minutes, he'd ring it, oh, I'm only five minutes away. And, oh, listen, the amount of times we we used to fly down the M42 and be late for training, I can remember one one time it was absolutely hammering with rain. And we're driving down, I think he's got like an old Jeep or something like that, 4x4. And next minute, the wipers start crossing over and crossing over. And, of course... They've hit each other, and we've got no wipers <laughs> going down like about 75... Well, if Donno's car got there, some 75 miles an hour with no rain. He's got his head out, the right-hand side. I've got my head out, the left-hand side. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> wet through. And we had to start pull over. And I don't know how we got to training, but listen, Bruce he used to just ring Bruce in. He just used to say, "Ah, get get down when you want to, or get down when you when you can make it and things like that. But now we, we had some good laughs there. I mean, you talk about, you talk about players' diets. I can remember the, the burger van uh, on the M42 Junction 2, was it a Junction 3, Big, Big John's or something, was it? Big, I don't know if it's still there now.
4: It's Stonebridge Island, that up. is.
2: I know is me. it? I know what you mean, We ended yeah, up, yeah, yeah. We ended up uh, because we used to have that many, Leggy used to click his fingers, and the bloke knew he wanted bacon with brown sauce and bring it. He didn't even get out of the car. It was unbelievable. And you talk about diets, and that was about, what would that be, about 9 o'clock, and you're training at 10.30, like, just, <laughs> just little things like that you're remembering, and now how it's changed. You couldn't do that now. You couldn't, couldn't do that now. now and yeah. Post-hab and things like that. And, and honestly, you'd have two and three bacon sandwiches a week. Yeah. Frightening.
4: You couldn't do that now. No, way. no no way. Way. I could. I have. Here we go. Here's,
0: here's one for you. Ian. Do you remember your testimonial? Oh, yes. Against Jamaica. Right. I have a little story about this. Right. I'm in the Tilton. Yeah. You know where the, the the step up goes? Right. There's a step, there's a step in the halfway around the Tilton. Yeah. Like one section yeah. and then the top section. Yeah. And then there's a walkway where you can get all the way around the cop. Yeah. So I'm, 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 I'm the last seats before the step-up with my kids, and um, there's all these beautiful Rastafarian Jamaicans all around us and one thing or another, and um, my son's car, he was about certain time, he said, I'll be out, he said, Daddy, what's that smell? I said, it's yeah. nothing, son, it's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the whole place, it was like a haze of ganja
2: over St Andrews. Oh <laughs> like, <laughs> My agent at the time, he looked after the Jamaican football team, uh, and obviously I managed to get a testimonial in my, in my contract uh, over over my tenth year. And uh, he says I'll bring I'll bring the Jamaican national team over, and and what he did as well, he used it like as as like a a scouting game for other people to come as well to see some of the Jamaican yeah, team. Yeah. If you look at some of the Jamaican teams, there's some decent. Decent players in there who ended up having careers at championship uh, and 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 check their premier level, you know. Uh, so of fans as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and like I say, it was it was good really, and it was different. It was at the end of the season. Uh, all the lads had been been on it for a couple of days, and it, it was it was a good occasion. I mean, and to get like like ten ten thousand there and. I think a lot of it was just walk-ons, and a lot of people on the day just decided to come. I think it was a decent day, yeah. uh, and things like that. I mean, I got charged for police and things like that, which I never saw one policeman around. Uh, floodlights, and we didn't need floodlights, so it was, it was quite <laughs> interesting,
1: you know? good night. Uh, yeah. yeah, right. Okay.
4: So that came out of yeah. your testimonial money, your, the police and yeah, floodlights. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really?
2: All, all oh, so, yeah.
4: mother.
0: mother! Yeah, you had no, to pay that we, rather than the good. club. You what? Sorry. Did you have to pay that rather than the club? Uh, all I paid is uh, I
2: paid uh, for Jamaica to stay over for two days because, mm-hmm. like I say, it was end of the season. We couldn't really get anyone. Uh, <laughs> we, we tried to get obviously the big teams and things, Celtic, Rangers, and other teams, uh, yeah. but, but they was the only ones who really. Yeah, uh, I Come it and something. obviously the following in Birmingham, we thought, hey, oh, we might have. Uh, yeah, 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 I, I can. Yeah. Like yeah. It was
0: that is, is the best, well the best testimonial I've ever been to. It was brilliant. It was so brilliant. And and the rasters all around us, so giving all the reggae stuff and this that yeah. we were like we were just having you know what? It was like it was like a rugby match, you know, where like you haven't got this rivalry between the supporters and you know, the way end, the home end, you know. And everybody was meeting and greeting and shaking hands and everything. It was lovely, it was a really, really, really yeah, good it, was, it was, so, was, so, was so, making team in. Yeah, it was an yeah. happy occasion.
2: I think obviously the uh, very the happy occasion. Funny someone. fact, <laughs> that, you know, make it a make it a funny <laughs> occasion. So uh, yeah. no, no, it, it it was good. And like I say, for, to celebrate ten years, it it, it it was a nice nice achievement and obviously a nice thing to do, really.
3: Yeah, I can only remember
2: can... in my life going down the blues. I can only remember
3: three players having a testimonial. You'll correct me if I'm wrong, Mark, but John Frame, Ben and Granger.
1: Is there anyone yeah. else? Um. I can't think Top of my head Like I so say Benno's Benno's was the best I mean like Say all yeah. the horns and, I just remember the horns As well The horns blaring out Everywhere um, yeah. But, yeah Yeah I remember the, the Granger The Granger one Was on a Like a cold Wintry night Wasn't it It was only 5,500 for him
2: mm. but Benno's
1: yeah. Ian, Ian's was the best That was like yeah, Nick said yeah. It was the best Test man I've, I've ever been to Did you, play <laughs> yeah. in Granger, Did you play In Granger's
2: I'm not sure I don't know if I, I'm not sure If I was still there Then or or I might have been somewhere still playing, you know. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure really
0: uh, about uh, Granger's
5: testimonial
1: now. Not sure. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Can't remember. I
0: went to um, I went to a testimonial at, uh, at that place up the road. That, you know, it's like, uh, like you know, it's like a sewage farm.
5: Yeah.
0: Okay. I think it was Alex Cropley's. Anybody remember him? No. Alex Cropley. No, no. It 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 it, it really it really broken his leg, really horrible, and um, they give him a testimonial. And there's two stories one one is was it, was it was a bit harsh actually because when he came out onto the pitch on his crutches all the birmingham fans were singing alex Cropley can't walk properly la, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny now i right? know oh, yeah yeah it's, it's banter right. isn't it it's banter. but the other one was right uh, there was a, there was a penalty going on and i'm, mm-hmm. and I'm sure it was for them I'm not, I'm not i can't remember and a gentleman in front of me had an epileptic fit oh, right and he's on the floor and his daughter's sobbing on heart tents and St. john's ambulances are piling in I'm the guy behind me shouting, get him, out, get him out of the way, I'll pay three quid to come here. <laughs> 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 Just mad. Football <laughs> humour, though, is brilliant. Yeah, um, uh, it's mad. Yeah. Ian, like, we, 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 we can create a very humorous uh, environment at St Andrews. I know it can be hostile, right? And I, know it, I, I like it when it's loud, I like it when it's <laughs> leery, I don't like any violence whatsoever. But are there any funny moments that you can think of that the crowd did while you were there? Uh, just before
4: we go to that, somebody just said with the sound off, you sound like um, Gary Barlow. Uh, there
0: you go. Not you, Nick. You're very low, Chris. <laughs> I can't hear you. Sorry. <laughs> I said, said I
3: Me? Mean? I sound like Gary Barlow. Oh, no. Uh, Ian, <laughs> right, Ian sounds like you don't Gary. look like him. <laughs>
4: Whatever Gary Barlow sounds like, I don't know. Any funny stories? Uh. Right. So uh. go back.
0: Is it? Is there anything that you can remember like when the crowd did humours? Because we are a funny, really proper funny We are probably the best. I can, remember,
2: I, can, I can remember when Big Kev Big Kev used to come on as a sub and things like that. And he used to do his little warm-up beforehand, up and down and that. And the crowd really took to Kev. But I can remember, I mean, the crowd just loved Kev. And I can remember him sliding on the goal line, still missing the ball, didn't score a goal. But the crowd just absolutely took to him, you know. And, and, <coughs> Just just absolutely applauded him, sang for him, his name, and things like that. Uh, and I can remember Daisy obviously having a go with Claridge uh, on the pitch, I think. Yeah, I remember that one. The the first, the second to last game, and we had to win it was a night game. And obviously, at the end of the game, he used to walk down the big long tunnel. uh, behind the dugouts, a big long It was tunnel. the longest walk in football, wasn't I it? Ever. it was unbelievable. It was, yeah. Honestly, there was people outside with fags, beer, come on, the Blues, you'll beat them today. <laughs> and I think a lot of games were won in that tunnel, you know, because the, the opposing team hadn't got a clue what was going on. And, like, people are offering you a drink of the pint before the game and a fag oh, and everything, right. and they, they got... At half-time, they were nearly on the way. But at full-time, they were absolutely sozzled. So if you'd have won, you were the bee's knees. If you lost, then they'd give you an absolute volley going down that tunnel. But all I can remember, <laughs> all I, all I can remember Deishi, I think Claridge missed, missed a few chances. But we, I think with them, we had to go to Huddersfield. But we, at the end of the game, he's absolutely hammered. Claridge about, you've done it on purpose, you've had a bet on and I think Claridge actually ended up crying, you know, he ended up sobbing and saying to Deshi,
4: I didn't Deshi I never meant to miss anything like
2: that, so, and, and just just little things like that you know, I mean uh, the, the banter, and I think that's what made us so successful and, yeah. and it's the same with Neil now, is if you get the dressing room right, it looks after so much on and off the pitch, you know? I mean, Deshi uh, used to used to run the dressing room in a good way, you know, he was a good captain. He stopped a lot going to the managers uh, and things. And, and it's same with while I'm up here working for Neil Warnock at the moment. If you've got a team spirit and the camaraderie that we had at Blues, i tell you what, it takes you a long way, you know, with, with getting yeah. the dressing room right. Uh, yeah, and and I think that's that's what's missing now. And you look at the most successful teams, and you and you look at the people who who you speak to. They will always say the most successful times are the ones with the best dressing room.
0: Yeah, absolutely. so Bennett. Okay, what would you prefer? Right, the tunnel at Saint Andrews with all the booze and the fags, or the sterile environment with Sky Sports that they've got now, coming out and picking the ball up off a podium.
2: Oh, listen, the, the tunnel. The tunnel no problem you know the, the banter and everything through there it, it, it was great you know and yeah i think sometimes you, you lose a bit of that and, and people call it old school and things like that it's not old school it's not old school it's, it's just people forward thinking before everything else you know the, the 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 walk up before you you get onto the pitch and things you've got to have a special special type of player uh for the blues to to go through that tunnel and then be expected to play in front of them fans because I'm not. They, they weren't demanding. The only thing they demanded that you that you you gave your all gave your absolutely. all, and I think that's why that's why they forgive a lot of everything. But if you were giving hundred percent, I tell you what, they soon took to you. I can tell you now. They they'd they'd always back. remember. will always remember you. You know, For whether you're good, good, bad, or indifferent. If you if you was giving hundred percent and they could see you giving hundred percent, mm. then they would they would take you.
0: To their hearts, which which they did for a lot of a lot well, of we, us in, in that era. We know that we know that everybody gave a hundred percent. You can't give a hundred and ten percent because there's no such number. I'm sorry, you can't. It was one hundred percent of that Worthington Cup final, and yeah. nobody, nobody, nobody judged any single player. Not ever in the in the, all the years after that. Nobody has ever spoken to me and said oh you know so and so was slacking. You know? Nobody, nobody, everybody, everybody. gave their yeah. all. And do you know what? Do you know what else? We gave our all as well. Up there, up there in the. In the in oh, the- listen. I mean, I mean, the, the, the nights where Off, when when you were kicking,
2: you were kicking down uh, into the tilton, you know, and things like that, and the crowd, they, they actually get, get you goals because they they, they they hit you with the momentum. And then I think the players can, can, can breed off that, you know, and the amount of times where the corner down in the bottom end and it's, you get a goal, you get a last-minute goal, you get, yeah. you, you get a win and you turn your draws into wins. And I think that's why around that area of, of the fans, is it, it, it was unbelievable. And the noises sometimes in, and the games were, were frightening, you know. And, and I think you, you used to scare a lot of teams,
0: yeah did you no, ever feel no, intimidated? Sorry, sorry. You what sorry? Did you ever feel
2: intimidated? Only when I let, uh, I let a soft one in, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Correct. No, always, I always enjoyed it. I got my, my my match routine, I was I used to get I was nervous uh, until I got on the pitch and the referee blew his whistle and then I was fine then. I don't know why, but as I got older, I got worse. The routines, the everything else, things had to be done in a certain way. But as soon as that referee blew that whistle, then I was fine. Everything went game on. There. Like water, yeah. I'd imagine. Was better? Was you a bit like water? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And like I say, I got I got worse as the as when I was playing for Huddersfield I was 40 and was and being there, done it. I was I was terrible. Like if I, if things weren't smooth and didn't run right, then I don't know, I didn't speak to anyone much in the dressing room. I looked after myself, I got myself ready. I didn't really listen to managers halftime chats or anything. I just just went into that zone. Uh, yeah but then like when I went out on the pitch, I was fine, and, and yeah, yeah, everyone had their own routines, you know
3: yeah, and what was your favorite match at St Andrews you played in if you could go back and re relive any one game
2: yeah. Ooh. I mean, there's that many, really, that you you, you tend to forget. I mean, I played Stockport one day and I made a real close... I think Brucey Brucey and Gary Ablett were in front of me that day, you know, and it was a horrible night and I made a point-blank save that it was a scramble uh, and they hit it through a crowd and I just got down to my right and made a save. and and it's just little saves like that, or little things that keep you in a game, or not not win you a game, but help you to win a game, you know, and yeah, things like yeah. that. I was I mean, as renowned from shot stopping rather than rather yes. than commanding the area, you know. So yes. um, I remember. What, what, what I remember. I like to, I, sorry, go on. What I like to think I did was like obviously one-on-one situations and things like that, and just yeah. just looking looking as a goalkeeper that doesn't become flustered whether they made a mistake or not you know everyone makes a mistake but it's how you deal with that yeah, uh, sure. and I probably had, my, probably had my, my my worst cricket critic was my father you know but as soon as, as, soon as Monday morning came and it's same with the managers buys anyone uh, Trevor, uh, Brucey as soon as Monday morning comes that's it you forget and you, and you crack on again you know
3: yeah I was going to say, I remember you pulling off a worldie against Liverpool in the Cup at, at, at St Andrews. We drew that game nil-nil, and obviously we nil, went nil, on. Yeah. And you pulled off an absolute, I think it might have been from Jamie Redknapp, I can't remember. But I just remember, it was hard and low, and it looked a certain odds on goal. You had so many bodies in your way, and you managed to get down and sip it around the post. Can, can you remember anything about that? No, I can remember
2: going to. Did we go to a replay Anfield. Anfield? Yeah. Did we lose on, on penalties then? Yes. Yeah. 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 Just said yeah that I, think, I think. I think. Famous quote off Baz, isn't it? The first one missed, so everyone else missed. You know, so yeah. not to make him feel bad. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, uh, some of those games, like I mean, you just forget the, the amount of games you played and the big games you have played. But I can remember going there and getting a reception off the off the cop and things like that. And. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Ricky, did Ricky Otto score that day? Yeah, yeah. scored a yeah. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, Ricky scored you. a I can remember. I can remember one uh, instance, we're going back a bit. Uh, Ricky first came to the club, and Baz says to him, Listen, Ricky, whatever you do, we're, you're in Birmingham, you're London, lad, just keep a low profile. Don't let anyone see you or anything like that. So then the next day, Ricky comes in in a, an Audi convertible. <laughs> R10 T T O was his number plate. And Baz has gone, Oh my god, Ricky, what have you done? And it was white with red leather. And Baz has just gone absolute mad at Ricky. He said, I told you you wanted a low profile, and you've gone and done this number plate, flash car. You're in Birmingham. He says, You listen, Ricky, what are you doing like? And uh and 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 Ricky was another character, you know. I mean, you had him on the left wing. You had Jose Dominguez as well, you know. And when you look, when you look at look back through the players you've played with, there's been some unbelievable players. But most, like we say, going back to my, my my first instance, there was there was all players that gave their all, you know. Mm. And if, mm. if yes, if, yes. And if they didn't, then it used to get sorted in the dressing room, you know? Yeah, not, yeah. Not yeah. in a nasty way, but no one had any egos or anything like that. They'd tell you straight. And it was how you took it. Some yeah. some wouldn't like it. Some would just take it and get on with it. And that's that's what we're saying about the dressing room and how it run itself, you know, Matt, possibly most of my time at the Blues. Well, if not all the time, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. Like, you won't,
2: you not you Yeah, go on, Mark.
1: I was going to say um, it's such a big squad. Be- did you have any bus stops and, and all the rest of it? There was. I mean, you know- bust-
2: there was always bus stops. always I mean with the, the first year, I think the amount of people, you didn't get a chance to, to know them you, know, because no sooner did they come in than they'd gone. <laughs> and I can remember one, one, uh, one transfer deadline, I think there was about 35 people in the home dressing room waiting because Baz says you're going to have to wait there because we, we're, bring, we're bringing a few in and a few of you have been leaving, uh, been leaving. and I don't think I don't think that day anyone left you know and then Baz was just laughing his head off keeping us there till after five o'clock the deadline but uh, <laughs> no nah, it, it was all it would listen on, on, on training grounds in dressing rooms there's always people who didn't get on but you just get on with it you know I mean would it, could there be any fights or anything like? There'd be skirmishes, but it'd be dealt with there and then, and then you then you crack on, like, and you get on with it, you know.
3: Yeah. yeah. Is, there any, is there any good pranks you can tell us about, um, Benno? Any good one? Any good pranks you can tell us about that uh, that anyone did, apart from your pranks, obviously? <laughs> well,
2: listen, I was I was quite. No, I mean everyone everyone got on with everything. We 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 change, we change people's clothes. Uh, we do <laughs> cut up all the usual things, but I can remember, I can remember, uh, I'll tell you one story about Trevor. Trevor was unbelievable, as you know, on the pitch, and he'd always join in in a five-a-side, and he'd be, for five, ten minutes, he'd be unbelievable. He'd be nutmegging, yeah, he'd be curling him into the top corner, he'd be smashing him in the bottom corner, (laughs) and the lads, and the lads were just getting fed up of it, so we all ended up putting 20 quid in a pot, the first one to, to knock Trevor out the training. But no one could get close to him because he was so fast, it was still unbelievable. Yeah. And they were going on, and I think it was about 200 quid in the pot. It got to about the second or third week. And I'm not sure who gave him a, a, a short pass. And Brian Hughes, Yosa went straight Ooh. through him, straight <laughs> on his shin, and, and, Os- and he needed stitches and he's hobbled off, he's hobbled off. All the lads are laughing their head off and like, but Trevor's <laughs> rolling around, rolling around. Then he has to go in, into the treatment room. And the physio at the time, Neil McDiamond, he was that fed up, obviously, with Trevor as well. He ended up putting anesthetic before he stitched it. But what he didn't, what Trevor didn't realize is the anesthetic was in fact water and there was no anesthetic in it. Oh. And, and it was water cabins. <laughs> It was all oh. the cabins that Lost Hills and you never heard a scream like it when the first stitch went in, you know. I think, ended, I think he ended up putting about, I think it only needed about four or five stitches, but he ended up putting seven or eight stitches and yosa ended up collecting about 200 quid because it put Trevor out of training because it was unbelievable. It was <laughs> just yeah. frightening. What do you
0: think, Ian? What do you think it Trevor Francis would be worth now? As a young oh, man in today's market
2: wow it, it, it'd be unplayable and you won't be able to afford him you know i mean he'd, he'd take the he'd take the free kicks and he'd take the corners and sometimes he'd wonder why the lads couldn 't do it you know, mm. but he was just exceptional and uh, we also obviously with his playing staff and coaching staff Mick mills as well, and he was a funny man Mick Mick would slide, tackle and just nick the ball and it, it was it was good times. It was a good coaching staff as well, you know, moving on and things like that. But I mean, Trevor really was was unbelievable when he when he had five or ten minutes cameo on the pitch. Yeah, and yeah. We just tried to uh, tried to get him yeah. out as quickly as we could.
3: Coming on to all, coming on to more recent times. Before we went live, we had a little chat about your time at Nottingham Forest. and you had a year there with Itor Karanka. Uh, just wanted to get a bit of feedback off you about him and the way he works. And are we in good hands?
2: Well, yeah, uh, I had a year with him. I moved up from the academy uh, because he didn't have a goalkeeping coach and I stayed there all season. Uh, very thorough. Uh, really proud on how he works. Everything on the training ground, when it's like a passing drill to a bit of possession, to a bit of shooting, to a bit of team shape, flows he has his staff around him to flow, get it done quickly and things like that. There'll, there'll be a lot uh, of meetings, so the lads will be really drilled on what's expected of them, what's expected of the opposition, and yeah. how he wants them to play, you know. It's that, uh, not typical, but the way the the foreign coaches, the foreign managers do it, they leave no stone unturned. So uh, everyone will be... Everyone will know the job, that is for sure, uh, and yeah. and he'll, he'll be the first one there in training and the last one to leave, uh, and he'll be hoping that he gets the backing as well where where he can get some players in, because he brought in quite a few players, which, which was needed at Nottingham, and, uh, and and really quality players as well, you know, he
0: brought in. So, yeah, I think, well, I think those Those you know, are coming to St Andrews right season. now. I've not heard a negative comment about any of them, but what do you know about George Friend?
2: Unbelievable in the dressing room, uh, a real That's good pro. That's uh, mm-hmm. Someone who uh, Itor knows before, knows what's expected of him. I think you might get a couple of players like the, the George Friend types or ones that uh, Itor knows before. Uh, and I think someone who, like I say, is really good in the dressing room, gives 100% and also uh, helps the younger lads, uh, With his experience and knows a championship like the back of his hand as well.
1: Mm. Nice, well done. Sorry, Benno, what's uh, what's he like on a personal level? Is he one of the lads or is he a bit quiet or pragmatic? Uh, Quiet,
2: quiet, keeps himself to himself. Uh, Hmm. But obviously, uh, on Friday nights, he'll he'll join the coaching staff, he'll go through that, he'll sit with, with the lads and have a meal and go through a lot of videos uh a lot of a lot of things on the opposition as well so i would say keep himself to himself but the the lads will know uh when he means it and when he has a joke as well um uh, mm. by no means is he a, is he a martyr or anything like that you know he's he's good around the around the training round he'll probably go over and have a lot of one to one conversations with with uh the players while the games going on but it's probably a little bit different to what you've had before for the last few years, you know, where he'll it, come in, he'll have a fresh way of doing it, he'll have his own style of doing it and he'll probably use, like I say, the, the Middlesbrough model, which is a bad one, which got him promoted, you know? Yeah. Whether, it, whether it might be a little bit too soon because the Championship is wow at this moment in time. Yes, anyone can win it, but obviously with what happened with, with ourselves at the end of the, the last game of the season at yeah. Forest then um, anything anything can happen. Mm. Is he captain
0: material? Pardon? Is he captain material? Judge friend? Yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. definitely. What a frank mm. discussion this has been. Brilliant. Nice well, yeah, I'll tell yeah, you what, You're still a blue nose, aren't you at oh. heart?
2: Oh listen, there's yeah, there's not an not, not a month day we that goes by that you don't get reminded by it or you don't speak to someone uh, or obviously through Twitter and social media that someone's uh, messaging you and things like that. So, no, it's, it's nice really to keep in touch. I keep in touch with quite a few, obviously through social media a couple of times, bringing Jono up and things like that, just to have a bit of banter with Jono, we, who probably I would, I would say I keep most in touch with. But, no, there's others that, that you speak in social media and, and you, you still have the crack there. You know, I went uh, back to St. Andrews, for uh, the Hall of Fame which was unbelievable and really appreciative you know uh, and it was a good night to see a few players but with me being involved with football that I haven't really had the time uh, that I'd like to, to come down you know and, and things like that and to see see a game but there'll be time hopefully' yeah. did just, did and say
1: sorry did you did you see much of blues last season? When you had the chance, did you sort of watch our games on telly and stuff like that?
2: Uh, I saw a couple of times. I, I saw them obviously when, when we played them. and Hogan scored against Forest. I thought it was really yeah. good that I thought it was going to be we was going to go on and win the game quite easily, really, because we scored. Did we score first or did we equalise? I can't remember. Equal, uh, Equalised, uh, yeah. We equalised, and they thought we were going to go on because we didn't start very well. And then we we all all of a sudden came into the game, and got the equaliser, and thought we was going to push on. But then I think uh, Ogan scored, and and yeah. we, we lost two one really.
3: Didn't Camp uh, save the penalty? Camp saved the
2: penalty, didn't they? That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Grabbing, grabbing. Went went left, and Campy saved it. Yeah. And, and yeah. then I think we played it quite early, didn't we, in the season? At, at, yeah, yeah, at, yeah. I I think was it, was not bad Yeah. Christmas. Yeah.
3: So what's going yeah. through your mind? You're sitting on Forest bench at St Andrews, and, and we score. You obviously yeah, like inside. It, you must it, be like, yes difficult.
2: yeah. It's difficult <laughs> because, like I say, you, you you have such an association with teams you, you you've been involved with. You know, so it it is it is difficult. But then you've got to realise that obviously you you're with a different club now, and you've got yeah. to help them. And yeah, I mean, I, I saw I saw tax. Colin Tatum you know before the game and there's not many really uh, who, who you know but it's still a few people who, who Roy the photographer uh, oh, yeah. so, so it's nice to keep involved and there's still still the spirit there uh, with the Blues you know that that we had and I had uh, with my time
3: yeah and this must be a difficult one for you Benno but who would you say was the best player you played with for us and, and, and the best player you probably ever played
2: against as well? Maybe do both. Uh, I'd say probably played against would be Michael Owen. Uh, yeah. I think he played against nice him in the, in the Cup, uh, in the FA Your Cup, name you know, but, Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> well, you, listen, you you wait till you see how many players who I say are, are probably the best I've played with, you know. I mean, it, it's difficult, really. You've got You've got the goal scorers... Uh, you've got the defenders, the midfielders, the lads who don't get really get the necessary uh, credit. Obviously, you've got uh, John T. Martin O'Connor, you know, you've got Grange left back, you got Gary <coughs> Rowett and Nick yeah. Eden, yeah. Brucey, yeah. uh Gary Ablett as center centre off, I mean I'm gonna miss a lot of people here that they're gonna oh, yeah. go. me. You got Claridge, just, yeah, you've got Claridge, go, you've uh, got Eskey, you've got uh, Mikel Fossel, you've got Jose Dominguez, you've got uh, wow, the, the list is just unbelievable, you know. Yeah. It's just frightening, and,
5: and like I, say, not- you,
2: would, would you, I think it'd be it'd be wrong for me to to name one, but the some of them people who I've talked about, I, I've had a real big influence on on me uh, and playing behind them, and also on the team, you know, and. And and I've probably missed well I've probably missed fifty or sixty players in there that you would Easily, say yeah. they're fantastic fantastic players <laughs> you know uh, and 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 ones that that helped Birmingham when I was there and, and since uh, do what we did and and what was what was uh, needed from from them you know. Yeah, yeah. And that leads us on nicely to say that it was too difficult for you, wasn't it, to do a one to 11? Oh, listen, I mean, (laughs) I'd probably need another two weeks, really. i will probably come on again and I'd do my one to 11, but I'd need at least a month to really sit down and and give it some justice because the amount of players, well, since I've played with and and I've played with, you know, and each and every one have, have had their own special moment with the Blues, you know, from... From even other goalkeepers have had like with, with training groups with Nico Wasson and, and Mike Taylor and you forget about the camaraderie have there, uh, yeah. the goalkeeping coaches obviously who trained me and things like that, the managers who you've played with uh, and things and, and then obviously like the, the outfield players who, who, have, who like I said before, have probably been there, done it, gone on to better careers. Some have gone different ways and things. And it's just knowing uh, the type of player that was needed. And and when we did get promotion, I mean, obviously, I missed I missed one out with Dougree. Now, you know, which is unbelievable. average. average. When he came, went, came and, uh, <laughs> and and things like that, and you yeah. know, and you're just missing people out. I mean, that that season we had with Christoph, you know, he, would I say is the is the best trainer now? Would I think he was with his with his an unbelievable player on on a Saturday? I can remember playing at Newcastle and I threw one to him, and he'd just come off the halfway line on the turn, and I threw it to him, and I threw it. I, I think it was just well. Like a thigh or something, and we uh, was uh, the game had finished, and he come off and he went uh, to bed. and I'm going to be awful here with my French accent. <laughs> uh, ne- next time, uh, I-, I need it on my chest. I need the ball on my chest. No, 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 below waist. No, no, ball below waist. I want it chest and like <laughs> Unbelievable life. When you think, and, and and he probably he probably carried us through that that season. But the team would. Be influenced by him, and and that's what made us a team. You know, we we took to him. He took to us. The fans took to him. Brucey took to him, and it and it was just a snowball effect. The the positivity had around the place, uh, and and like I say, the, the team that year, well, was frightening. Really, we 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 stayed up easily, easily Ian,
0: when, that year. One, when when so I look what, back now, over the last eleven years. Now we've been doing the talk talk show for ten, right? And you look back over the 11 years since we won that Carling Cup and then and then got relegated, we've just there's just been nothing. It's just been nothing. There's yeah, look, look, we've had some good games and we've had some one thing or another, but like it's not like it used to be when you guys were there, and you know you get up on Saturday, oh, I'm gonna the blues, I'm gonna the blues, come on, come on, come on. And before you even get in the car, you're singing, you know what I mean? Mm. Now it's it's like it, like a chore, isn't it? Hope. I hope I think you prob- probably tomorrow. get a bit I closer to this, Right, because I we're all also- supporters. Bit- I hope that Karanka can seriously do something with this, this 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 team and rebuild it because this has just gone on far, far, far too long. 11 years, come on, that's 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 half my life.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I
0: yeah. think, you got, I think you, get, you got closer to his oh, life, you know, around
2: my era and things like that. We used, Sorry. There were fans, we used to watch his training and things like that. And I think there was a real connection between the fans and the players. I think, first and foremost, that's what that's what the new manager has to get back. There's got to be that real connection between the fans and the players again. I get let that. Come, but can only let them come, through down, let social come media. down to West Hills. Let them come down to watch training like they used to do with us. To them, you can't at them can you? It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's frightening. At this, I'm talking. I'm talking when all this uh, COVID goes away and things yeah, yeah. get people, get them. We used to have the fence rung off around West Hills, and it used to be the same people, the old people who used to come and watch, who probably watched Blues for twenty years, thirty years before that. And let let's get back to that family feeling again, where where you thought there was a real, like I say, close connection where. I tell you what, they, these are really trying for us, you know, and that, I think that's what you want, you know, someone, yeah, yeah. someone where do you that? can really get that camaraderie
0: back, and it's not,
2: Benno, hard, did, not hard to do. It's either that, that. It's either
0: that, or rebuild the cop as it used to be with that refreshment stand at the top. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, Beno, do they do that at other clubs that you're at, like now at Middlesbrough, for example, or, or previously at
2: Forest? Were the fans allowed to watch training there? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, obviously, I'm I'm only talking for for Nottingham Forest. Uh, not really, no. And 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 I think it's a shame, really, because it, it it'd get you playing, training like you would in a match. You, you wouldn't be able to toss it off or anything like that. Pardon the fu- pun, but uh, you know, uh, <laughs> <Shut> up, <babe. laughs> do you know what I mean? It, it, when we first started, it, it was a norm to have spectators there to watch you. Yeah. And, then, and then they could go and they could see how you trained, then they'd have a little bit more knowledge on you through a Saturday and something like that. Mm-hmm. And then, like I say, I, I can't see why not, what, given once the situation's over, why you shouldn't be getting them times back, you know? I, think, I agree, yeah. yeah. I, I, don't I, think I don't think you'd hurt anyone. No, I remember going you to, dance you to You wouldn't need to police it. You wouldn't need to do it. You just get the security to ring it around, and yeah, yeah. especially yeah. at West Hills, where you go up the top and yeah. you go to your left, and, you, and you're up there near the bank. You know. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, even but, uh, even things like even, like even
2: things like even things like open days
1: and stuff. They're a thing of the past. Correct. You love yeah. going
2: to the open days yeah. that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
2: yeah. Going back to Middlesbrough now, it's just a just a breath of fresh air. Yeah, yeah you say. You say Neil Warnock's old school and that, but the first thing he's done is is get the dressing room right, you know? And he says, like, you can do a lot with getting the lads on your side, getting the dressing room uh, the way you want it. And and he's a widely old fox. I don't think it's old school. I think it's just it's just good common knowledge, what, what he's done and, and what's been successful for him, you know? And, See, and,
5: the and thing
0: how is, is, play for him. The thing is, right, when when we're allowed to go and interact with the players, right? Okay, listen, like, you're just human beings at the end of the day, right? You're just proper people, normal people. Uh, you get up in the morning, you go to the toilet, you have a drink, you have your breakfast, dinner, tea. Okay, some people get paid an awful lot more. But you're just people, right? Yeah. Right? But when you meet a proper fan, right, who's got a handmade badge like that, Right? Whose alcohol license is endured by that, whose covid nineteen mask has got Birmingham City signs on it, whose shirt has got Birmingham City signs on it, whose arms has got Birmingham City, then you start to relate what it means to us as fans to support a football club, and it 's everything because when when we win, you go home euphoric, you can 't wait to get out and have a beer when you get in you're all, uh, you, you know what. Uh, you, you draw and you go, oh, okay, perhaps we could have done that. And you lose and you don't speak to anybody for three days. End of, that's it. That's, what, right, that's what, right. what the fans are all about. Go on, Paul. Sorry, Nick.
3: Great live comment coming in here from Jason Hughes. If we allowed the fans back in, then Marcelo Bielsa would be stood there in a
2: blues hat and scarf and glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there, were no, there were not many hiding places at West Hills for him, is there, really?
4: <laughs> oh, but, you know, uh, Danny Sonner said hello as well, by the way.
5: Your okay,
0: Lynn oh, uh, okay. yeah. I think I think I think it was Linda. Top, once, top got any horse racing tips?
2: Oh, listen, I'm, i I got. A, I had a lucky fifteen today, and I got nowhere. And the, and there was all from one trainer, Tim Easterby, and there was nowhere. And his last two, his last two runners that we weren't told won. So uh, hey. another one of my tips. Most you know. of my life, ben,
0: I've lived either in Warwick or Utopia. And I've yeah. never been in a
2: bookies. This is what I was saying, Bob Latchford. I, I met Bob when uh, when he was at the Blues and he was doing a little bit of training. Yeah. And and he got me involved with. Obviously, he had there was a horse called Latchford at uh, Ian Williams' stable at Alfchurch. And and that's how I, I got into it. And uh, I ended up I ended up putting a horse horse with him uh, with Ian Williams called Tagula Blue, which won us quite a few quid, you know, and also lost us a few quid, but. Uh, no, I mean, I, I love my horses and everyone will say that the tips I give them are absolute shambolic. <laughs> just just save your money, you know. But Sean
4: it's just something,
2: just something I was brought up with. It's something like my uncle got me involved with it because he used to work at the stud farm and it's just just for the love of horses. And it's just something different that where once football, you'd finish training and things like that. You'd just go and watch the horses. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I wasn't serious like... Like Claridge, I can remember Steve Claridge where the first time he, I got in his car and you couldn't see his car seats because they were full of betting slips, you know? It's just ridiculous. And I think he won he won a lot one year. Like I say, he lived above and he lost a lot the following year where his four-bedroomed house in Portsmouth ended up becoming a bungalow because he lost that much money. You know? I, shouldn't saying, I shouldn't be telling you that, but it's, 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 it's true, really. I mean...
0: Ah, uh, listen, we're not judging anybody. Mm-hmm. But just going back a couple of minutes then, so so like you've got I, I know I know that when 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 you come out the tunnel and, and you go back in the tunnel, you can't really interact with fans at that junction. But at the training grounds to understand the psyche of a football fan, right, and their mentality and their desire and their passion, right? I I was a very unfortunate person, right? Because if I kicked a ball left it'd go right.
5: Yeah.
0: Right. And I've had several injuries to my body that Prevented yeah. me from becoming a Lionel Messi, to be perfectly honest.
4: <laughs> a right, right Messi.
0: But, but mm. my, passion, my passion, my pride, <laughs> is my Saturday afternoon, what used to be, because it could be any day now, right? and that 90 minutes, not that, it's not that. It's as soon as that game's over, it's thinking about the next game, right? Building up to that one, is it a Tuesday night, Wednesday night, oh, under the floodlights, And and then you get there, and it's an hour for me to drive there. You get there, and 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 you can hear it all in the background as you as you're moving closer and closer, and it gets louder and louder. The clicks of the turnstiles, and and the the lights, and and the smells, and everything. It's it is it is just everything to us as football fans. And and I think football players, the prima donnas now, really need to need to need to understand us as people, right? And our lives. We live simple lives. We don't live extravagant lives, yeah? We live simple lives and we support football. And they need to get that understanding back again. The likes mm. of the you know, the, the, the megastars, the you know, the, the people I see I've seen it on the TV. And a kid wants an autograph and a footballer walks past him. Ah, uh, that's not it. <laughs> that's not what it's about. Like we're all human, man. We're all people and we love football and footballers should love us.
3: End up mm. three yeah. Who was, well, well, was, was, oh, was your it was your football hero growing up, Benno and, and what team did you support? Uh,
2: I actually supported Chesterfield. Yeah. Uh, and I can remember going to Blackpool on the train, I think it was four. Oh, I think we left about seven o'clock from Chesterfield station, got there at Blackpool and watched a nil-nil draw, and it was the worst football I've ever seen. It was a terrible <laughs> game. Uh, but Chesterfield was a team, because obviously I've, I've uh, lived at Workshop, so, uh, yeah. so that was my local team. And then growing up, uh, Dave Seaman. Uh,
5: yeah.
2: Yeah. It, tended to be, it tended to be goalkeepers, you know? Uh, yeah. I mean, you're, you're going to go back. I mean... <laughs> long Alex Stepney and things like that. You I know. remember except me. <laughs> yeah, then, then you grab a and things. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I had the pleasure of, uh, when I was an apprentice at QPR, I had the pleasure of Liverpool training because obviously with the AstroTurf, they used to train on a Friday. Uh, and I I met all the players because I, I was like apprentice, second year apprentice. So I'd let them in on a Friday afternoon, stay there and then lock the ground up at, at QPR. And the amount of times that teams had come and just have about five minutes on there. And because it was, it was not like the AstroTurf now, it was just like a rotten carpet. And Bruce, Bruce Grobelar said, I'm not diving on that. I'm not diving on that. This is not grass and things like that. And, and QPR, and Trevor played for QPR, they was unbelievable because they, they were fantastic because they'd train on it all day. And the teams that would come would have no idea how to play on the. And the amount of people that I met there with my apprenticeship, Bobby Moore, uh, I, I, when West Ham was there, all the. And it, you're just in awe. I like, probably I was a supporter then and not an apprentice, you know. And, mm. and going back to before, where I think you had more connection with the fans because you'd uh, with, with the players because you'd see them more like yeah. you'd, finish, you'd finish the game yeah, you'd definitely. walk up the tunnel or you'd walk the other way to the car when the fans would be outside and either yeah. praising you or having a go at you but not in a in a naughty sort of way but you know, mm. and, and that's what it was. You, you'd see a lot more, whereas now you, you're bust in, you're down the tunnel, you're straight onto the pitch, you're straight off the pitch, you're back onto your to your bus. And I think you've just lost that little bit of connection with definitely. the fans.
4: Definitely, definitely. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah I, like I go before. And, mm. and and listen, I used to love win, lose, or draw, just walking back to my car, and People would walk with you, can have your autograph, blah, 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 good game. Or you could have done better with that, you know. And I think it just grounds you that little bit as well, you know.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember going to and Land in the Sedgemere and watching you train when I was younger, like, yeah. Um, but, yeah, we've got a few questions. Uh, what we do in the week is ask our fans on our page just to uh, ask any questions for you. So I'll ask you a few questions that were posted the other day, if that's all right. Yeah, um, no perfect. So Steve Jobs asking, under which manager did Ian enjoy playing for the most? Was it Barry Fry, Trevor Francis or Steve Bruce? Oh dear, Barry Fry was
2: unbelievable. Barry Fry said he wouldn't sell me for about 30 million, I think, one day. Uh, (laughs) You know, and there was always talk of me and Liverpool and things like that and the uh, little bit of speculation. But I mean, Baz was brilliant. Baz got bums on seats, he got Birmingham going. I can remember the first training session where we went to the transportation uh, grounds and we didn't have any at Ebony goalposts so we had jumpers down and things like that and he was just a, I think he was just a fan Baz to start with you know and I think that's what Birmingham City fans connected with him because they knew he was a fan they knew he he gave his all you know and he certainly got Birmingham going uh, yeah. and he was brilliant Baz he was brilliant he, he would tell you he would tell you what he thought of you but after the game he, it'd be all done you'd shake hands you'd have a beer with him Trevor Trevor bought uh, that little bit more foreign side of it, the preparation, the diet, uh, the, the tactical work. It, it just slowly, slowly got better as regards the preparation, how you looked after yourself uh, and the way things was evolving uh, evolving in football. Uh, and then obviously with, with Steve, who I, I had as a player, uh, yeah. For Birmingham, and also went on as manager. The success he had, and he, he was a, like a little bit of both, really. You know, yeah. you know where you stood with him. Uh, he, if you, if in doubt, then you kicked it out. Obviously, the usual thing. But you played some good football with him, and so all three really had, had something that that I would I think helps me as a as a player and also as a as a person. You know.
3: Yeah, sure um,
2: And pe- um, Sorry, Stephen Gill's asking What was your favourite save in your career and why?
3: Obviously a like Blues
2: Yeah, it's got, to be, it's got to be the penalty save You know, the, the yeah. penalty save against Alan Shearer uh, And and also uh, the other penalty saves that I've, I've done as well which, which I can't remember But no, listen, there's some great times at, at Blues And, and that, I think that's why the reason I stayed uh, so long, you know
3: uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Can and remember,
2: Lisa, I, can remember it, uh, I can remember 2000 when there was a little bit of contractual, uh, where I weren't signing a contract. I, I was staying, I think we just had a second baby and we were staying at the Norbreck in Blackpool and we just got to the room and uh, there was a phone call and uh, Mr Bennett, yes, it's uh, Karen Brady. I've gone and like, I looked at my wife, I said, Karen Brady on the phone. She so we <laughs> hello, is that Ian? I said, yeah, it is, Karen, oh, everything okay? She went, no, it's beep, 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 you're not. I said, all right, what's the matter? Have you signed your contract here? I went, no, Karen. And she said, well, why have you not signed? I said, well, it's, it's, not, it's not what I wanted. It maybe wanted an extra year or things like that, the terms. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you see her on The Apprentice, don't you? And you think, oh, she's unbelievable. She's so nice. She yeah, rolls yeah, her yeah. eyes at other people and, and she started, and she started on the phone. She says, "Ian, if you don't come down to St. Andrews before Tuesday and sign the contract that I'm offering you, not only will you not play for Birmingham City again, you will not play for any beep, 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 beep team in the Championship or anywhere else. And I Ooh. will make it my duty to fulfil this." <laughs> and like I'm holding it. But I'm, I've got two ba- two young babies about eighteen months and a and a month old. And my wife's looking at me with a jaw dropping and everything like that. And uh, and everyone says, "So what did you do here?" And I said, "Well, I signed it Monday morning." <laughs> 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 but it was totally because you see Karen now on the apprenticeship uh, on the Apprentice? Sorry, and uh, the way she is and how nice and she talks yeah, to Karen too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh-huh. Yeah, she you know, Alan Sugar and all yeah, that, yeah. but I tell you what, she gave me dogs abuse for that contract. <laughs> not, mm. not, right, not the right way to do a negotiation. Really no. no. so she was right. a, a, real, a real people person, wasn't she? <laughs> yeah. she, she, was unbel- she was another one who was good for blues with Baz. I can yeah. remember she, she coming in the uh, dressing room and speaking to Baz and saying, The chairman wants to see you straight away, but for, for, for getting sponsorship. And that, that side of it, corporate side, she was oh, unbelievable. I can yeah, I could imagine. But, I can imagine. But, as, but as regards football, no, stay no. away, Karen.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Penny, Woods, Penny Woods asking, who had the best banter? So out of all the players you played with for us, who was, who was the funniest?
2: Honor, uh, he was funny. Danny Sonner was funny. Danny Sonner. Uh, Sav was funny, but he was so paranoid. I mean, one time after we played uh, Villa, we told him Dion Dublin was coming, to, uh, was in the change, uh, car park, sorry. And he, you should have seen him. He was absolutely ricking himself, you know. But, but he, used, he liked to give it Sav. And it, the usual ones with Sav was, yeah, just hold that Rolex while I go and train. Or oh, it, it, was, it was good banter. And if he overstepped the mark, then the lads would hammer him, you know. But he, he was good fun. He yes. would... Uh, he would wrestle with his 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 uh, his room partners every friday night yeah devlin he'd, yeah devlin when oh, he dev, so dev, dev, dev destroyed him and dev destroyed a, a room he would he would he would pretend <laughs> so you are so you're in two single beds and you do know he's listen always, to it,
3: yeah
2: he'd always be on the left side <laughs> yeah he'd always be on the left side and he'd pretend to go to the toilet and then he'd just, go, he'd just yawn, and he'd raise his arms, and he'd go, and then he'd be diving onto you. And Dev, Dev said, like, honestly, he says, I nearly choked him to death. I had him in a death choke. And it, and it just stops way, like, like I say, it just way of just probably releasing the nervous energy because he was never still and things like that, you know. But yeah. there were some decent, decent, decent lads, you know, with some good banter. And, yeah. and like I say, it's just... Just, just really knowing what what they did, when they did it, and if it was good enough. So the lads didn't take the Mickey out of you, like you know. But no, we all got on. We that was it. It was like a family, you know, a really good family. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It felt like that in the stands as well. If you know, a uh, like, oh, whole, yeah. whole close knit family. And mm-hmm. Lisa Phil's asking, how old was you when you started playing in goal, and did you enjoy it from
2: Roy? And age eight. I first. Played right wing at yep. ten, and then I think I lost my speed at about twelve. So uh, <laughs> I ended up, the usual thing. Ended up in on, on parks playing with older people. Who, of course, the younger one, the little one in your goal, you're in goal, and it started from there. And I can yep. remember the scout, the scout from uh, Queens Park Rangers, watching me uh, on a Sunday. Uh, right wing, because I played for I played North East Derbyshire as right wing and Derbyshire in goal. And he said, "You there's no chance you'll make it as a right wing. He said, but I've seen you in a couple of games as goalkeeper. And he invited me down to QPR with Jim Smith uh, and then I ended up signing a two-year apprenticeship down at QPR. Mm-hmm. Uh, soon as soon as I finished school at 16, that was it. I was on a train, hated every single minute of it, but uh, my mum and dad said, listen, you've got two years, you've got to give it your all. And to be fair, that set me up, you know. I came back, uh, went to Newcastle for a year with Jim Smith and then we played a friendly at Peterborough uh, and they wanted a goalkeeper, signed for them and then obviously played 18 months there and, and got transferred to Blues, you know. So it's yeah. unbelievable how it started off. But, but yeah, I started off as a, as a right winger so yeah, humble I was I was okay with my feet
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. brilliant yeah. and John John Allen's asking how does a number two goalkeeper stay motivated who do you think Blue should go for uh, to challenge for the number one spot at young hungry or older experience
2: I think you've got to have someone who's been there and done it who knows the championship uh, it, I mean I I spent a lot of a lot of my career uh, as a two as well but you, hold, you, you had to probably train harder and better than the number one because you knew if he either got injured, sent off or, or, yep. or lost a form, then you was in and then you had to perform you know, so it was a good group, we always had a good group, we always had a good training group we always pushed each other on you had uh, some keepers who were better than others at this different things, but no matter what you, you you'd always help each other uh, you 've seen the group more than any other outfield player, so it, it, it was it was a good group all the way through my career. Uh, we've had a good goalkeepers there, you know the goalkeepers at yeah. Blues have been exceptional, but if you, if you're telling me who should, who should blues go for, I think you need someone who who's been there, done it with obviously the lad coming in from from a different style of football and, yeah, and I get a, it.
0: And a different yeah. type of football, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. from Paul McCarthy, what a down bloke, fantastic and a true blue legend. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
3: Mark. going to say. I was going to say, you gonna
0: say, say
1: yourself. Yeah. Yeah, Benno. Yes. Sorry, um, Ian. Um, talking about being a number two keeper, were you a little bit disappointed to miss out on the playoff final? Uh,
2: yeah. I think I think the problem with myself is I got injured at the wrong time. And it, and it always, yeah. like, was a break or something like that, you know. And then the, lad who, the lads who came in, obviously Nico and obviously Mike, the, 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 the most disappointed <laughs> was, was when we got promoted and uh, Brucey brought Mike in, I think. I think it was Brucey brought Mike in. Uh, yeah. And that was, yeah. that was where I disappointed. And, and but you see that as a trend now where the team that goes up probably only plays for a month or two months and then the whole team gets changed, you know. And I think that's what happened a little bit at Blues where the lads who got up there uh, didn't really get the opportunity. But then obviously you look at it, the club side of it and think, well, we've got to stay in this division. Can I rely on you to be uh, that consistency going forward, you know? So it's it's a catch-22 situation. But that's probably where I was most disappointed that. Even though I did play a little bit in the premiership with blues, I didn't really have that longevity that in the,
0: in in the yeah. Yeah. in the uh it's on your c v though it's on your c v you were a premiership player oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i think i Absolutely. played
2: in forty eight or fifty games uh in 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 the premiership you know and and no, i mean it's something you look back on and you think well where where did the time go you know and where did all the games go but Having said that, 500, 500 league games, and Ooh. over 300, majority with Blues, then I wouldn't swap it for the earth, you know?
5: You still look
4: pretty fit, um, uh, Ian, as well. You still keep yourself in trim, yeah? Yeah,
2: obviously I, with the goalkeeper. I'm goal sorry, I thought you were talking to me, Chris. Like that, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: no, I wasn't there's talking
3: still, to well. <laughs> <laughs> you. There's someone on here as okay, well. There's someone on here as well. Okay, I've got to interject. After I've after got to
0: interject. We're into the last 15 minutes, Paul. Now, oh, Benno has joined us from a hotel in Middlesbrough tonight. And in the last 15 minutes, we do a bit of word association sometimes. Uh, so it's anything to do with the hotel and football. Anything to do with the hotel and football. I want to go to the first one. Tony Butler. Tony Butler. There you yeah. go. I'll do, okay. I'll do. Off you go. What about, um, what, what, what sorry about. Okay, show is outstanding from Paul McCarthy, Benno tonight and three more to I've agreed this week, so announcements has come very shortly. That's wonderful news. Great court, guys. Great Great court.
1: Brilliant. Good stuff. I was just gonna say um, check in doy. Check in (laughs) doy. Check in doy. Oh yes. Go for
5: it.
3: Oh
1: someone here, someone on here. Someone
3: on here called Mark Andrew Adams asking, um, Benno, how do you do those bird
2: noises? Oh yeah, that's me <laughs> Oh listen, it's just it's just living in nature Jono got, got me doing it and things like that And I, and, and I don't know why he re-recording it But it's uh, it was just something I started and Jono picked up on it Obviously with the video and things like that But it's just just banter we had Like I say, just trying not to think of the, the cup final and things like that But no, yeah. I mean, I, you're not going to ask me to do one, are you?
0: Yeah, it's a no, 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 if you no, no. want it. Yeah, go on, go on. No, go on no, go no, it's not up to him. The answer is yes. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's the lesser spotted thingamajig.
0: Woodpecker. Oh, bullfrog.
4: That's <laughs> ah, a woodpecker. It's a woodpecker. Brilliant. Bull, some,
0: bull
2: something.
3: That's about it. Uh, I'll leave it on that. <laughs> my, wife, my, wife, my wife's running down the stairs now. She thinks there's a bird in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> my dog's
2: running upstairs
3: now. Alan <laughs> Watton's saying, can you ask Benno about the night in Ancona? When not only was there trouble at the game, but Swedish, a sw- but the Swedish plane we were on couldn't leave because the batteries were flat. Jonathan forgot his passport and had to be sneaked on the plane at Birmingham. Anco- uh, Ancona? The battle, yeah. The Battle of Ancona. With, with, all, with all the,
2: with no, all the trouble it, yeah. at Ancona?
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh, dear, don't... All, all I remember is Jonathan Hunt. Sorry. Jonathan <laughs>
0: but no, but Hunt. No, sorry, I, I apologise, right? If over the next 10 minutes I burst out laughing, it's because someone just comes through to do the last 15 minutes and I just can't contain myself. You carry on, my friend. Right.
2: So all I can remember is we're playing the game and Jonathan Hunt jumps out of a tackle. So all you hear then is Barry Fry shouted... Here he comes, lads here he comes back. Here's the chicken. Come on, chicken. And he was doing all the chicken noises to Jonathan Hunt in the game. Unbelievable. <laughs> That's why the game's going on. So it, I mean, the tackles, everything else about the Anglo-Italian was naughty. No matter where you went, who you played, it always either ended up in a fight or a punch-up. And you know and the game finished, and there was waiting for us at, in the tunnel. Yeah. And Dashi goes down first. And there was a scuffle. There was a bit of fighting. And the next minute, their manager is laid out completely flat. God knows, Dashi must have decked him and that was it. <laughs> then obviously the tunnel started. Everyone was running down the tunnel. <laughs> boots were flying. Getting the dressing rooms, the police, everything else. So they didn't know who'd done it. And what they did, and sorry, I don't know, uh, they took all the black lads' passports away. Jono, uh, who was it, Ed Steen. Ed
3: Steen, correct. Louis Donovan.
2: Louis J- Barney. Bar- Martin. Bar- yeah. Bar- yeah. Martin. Bar-
3: oh, yeah. Uh, what a
2: plan and, and all those, and they wouldn't, they wouldn't give them back. Mm-hmm. And, to, and, and they're like, the police are saying, you've got to go. You've got to go to the airport. And we're saying, you've got us passports. You've got us passports. And they ended up giving all the passports back. So that we had blue lights, flashing lights. They must have been <laughs> five or six uh, vehicles. And all Baz said to us, listen, lads, no one tell the press anything. No one say a word to the press. No no worries, Baz No worries... The next day, Birmingham Post Barry Fry said everything. Barry Fry says it was absolute pandemonium in the tunnel, fighting <laughs> and everything else. So, you know, so whether he's got paid for the story or not, but that's told us to be quiet, and he's ended up telling everything what he said in the dressing <laughs> room. Yeah, yeah, yes.
0: <laughs> and now, can I ask another question oh. about the Anglo-Italian? Uh, did you play in the game at St Andrews when the floodlights went out? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, possibly, but I, c- I can't remember. It was freezing. It was February. It was proper freezing. I, I played in most of the games. I think yeah. it was Chazane. I'm not 100% sure. But there was like, I don't know, four and a half thousand of us there on a filthy, dirty Tuesday night. It was yeah. freezing. And... Um, the floodlights went out, and we we're all going, Put your 50 in, put your 50 in, and just like <laughs> the MEP, I'll fall up. We're just having the crap. <laughs> some some decent teams in there. There was, yeah, there was probably only about a thousand of us left in the cop, huddled in the center, and we all got our football programs. We made a bonfire. <laughs> there was one 60 watt ball ball in the cop, everything else was pitch black, right? <laughs> And um, this great big burly copper comes stamping our bonfire out. Oh, dear me, They're trying to keep warm here. Um, mm. And we came out and um, and scored immediately and won the game. Mm. Mm. Great memories. Great memories. Okay, I've got some hotel ones coming in. The, some of these are very, very good. We've got Barry Fry up from Steve Portman. The one from Greg Courtney, I'm not going to read. No, I can't read uh, no, Stephen Carvery from Great Gainer Robinson. Uh, Mikhail Four Poster Bed, (laughs) (laughs) Steve Steve (laughs) 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 is Dirty Weekend (laughs) Boy, and George Best Western. George Best. Best Oh, that's a good one. (laughs) George Best Western. That's a good good.
1: (laughs) one. You know what we're going to have to do? We're going to have to call it the Hilton Talk Show. The Hilton Talk Show, like it.
3: Oh, you! Putting putting
0: you? <laughs> 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 oh dear! <laughs> oh, golly, golly,
3: golly! Uh, it's great reminiscing, Benno, isn't and it? it's great looking back on all the great times, you know.
2: Oh yeah, and, the, and like I say, the people who you meet, obviously the supporters, the players, the the people who worked in the offices and things like that, and uh, uh, and and the people who looked after your match days and things. Yeah, you, you forget about a lot of people like that, the kit men, obviously you know, and the people in the tunnel who used to the stewards and stewardesses who you used to meet. Yeah. I mean, a hell of a lot of people who, who who like I say, the day-to-day running helped helped like the, the club as well, you know. Yeah, yeah. Can you tell us can you tell us the best leader you ever played with on the pitch? Oh Deishi Dashi was a good leader. Deishi, yeah. you, knew, you knew with Deishi uh what was expected. And if his standards weren't right, he'd, he'd turn around and give you uh, yeah. the rollicking, you know, and it's, things yeah. like that. But Daishu was a good captain. Martin O'Connor was a great captain, you know.
3: Uh,
2: yeah. Ward, <laughs> Mark Ward, Mark <laughs> sorry, Ward.
0: Sorry, sorry. Mark Ward was winner. a yeah, The has just come from, well,
1: you know.
3: Yeah, yeah. Mark Ward, <laughs> so yeah. Mark a, winner, Ward was a great player. The
0: winner has just come from. It's from Nathan it? Hughes. And it's Premier in. Benny. Oh, nice.
3: No, no. <laughs> Premier in Benny. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: good
3: one.
0: Chris, can you give that man a t shirt or something? <laughs> no. <laughs> no.
3: <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Dacia, you know, players, players like Daishy and Martin O'Connor, they don't really make people like that anymore, do they? And, and Granger. Isn't there is no no. In, no. no. No, I
2: mean, I like Dacia, he, no. They would absolutely like, run through brick walls for the club and for the mm, cause, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and they wear the heart on the sleeve. And, and, and the, like I say, the one thing like Baz used to do he said you play for the badge, you know. Yeah. You know, you play for the badge and then the people will remember the name on the back. So I mean, it, yeah. It, it, yeah. it was it was a good time, you know, and one I look back uh, with fond memories and, and I'm always being reminded of my time there, you know.
0: Couple of messages yeah, coming from yeah. Stephen Gill, thanks very for the memories. Absolute legend. Danny Andrews, my first game, he saved the Alan Shearer penalty. How about that? What an accolade on somebody's first game. That is absolutely superb, oh, yeah, isn't it? Your first game. Well, right almost then. run out of time, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, football season is just a few weeks away. We don't know what the situation is going to be, obviously, with COVID still rampaging and on one thing or another, and uh, the uh, the numbers in Birmingham increasing over the last week. So, we've got Lee Campervan, David Buckley, really. That's not a hotel, mate. Um, but, like, Oh, how good would it be just to get back together? You know what? Meet up at yeah. Bar A, have a beer, have a burger, smell it. You know, ooh, listen to them turnstiles click in, the crowd. Uh, you know what? I've missed this so much. This has been probably yeah. the worst six, seven months ever, ever. Mm. It, it, well, certainly in football terms. I'm, I'm, I'm putting this into perspective. Yeah, yeah. You know what? We've all we've all suffered. Um, players, staff, managers, fans, everybody—we've we've all suffered. But what we've got to do—we've got, we've got to make. Once we once we get back, we've got to make a concerted effort to give Aitor Cranker the biggest chance he's got of getting this football team back in the big time. Right? That's our responsibility as well as fans. We can't sit there silent. Right? Because we've seen so many games where, you know, we're all guilty of it, right? And I'm not poking fingers, especially home games where there's no atmosphere, right? We go away and it's buzzing, it's bouncing. Get that away atmosphere back at home days. Mm-hmm. Get St Andrews back into that friendly hostile situation that it used to be in, right? I'm not talking about trouble. I'm not talking about violence because it's just ridiculously stupid, right? right? I'm talking about noise. When we get back, we have got to create noise so that people like Ian, when he was on the pitch, respond to it, respond to it. Do you agree, Ian, or not?
2: Oh, without a shadow of doubt,
0: yeah. So listen to him! Yeah. Yeah,
4: yeah, exactly, exactly.
3: I think people will be so relieved to go back when they can that, you know, the atmosphere is just going to be electric in there. We'll probably sell out, to be honest. Yeah. I think it'll yeah, be a long time... I, I, don't,
4: I think it'll be a long no, time no. before any, any grand sale's out. I don't think we'll see
3: that for a while. Yeah, so.
0: Michael, thanks for the memories. an absolute legend. Jason Hughes has gone for Trevor Lodge Francis.
3: Like it. <laughs> One thing I must say is on Blues TV, when they do bring the season back, and I don't know if anyone's listening that's related to Blues TV, but please, can we have some crowd noise like they've got on Skype? Because it just makes a, it makes a bit, you know quite a lot of difference watching it on tv doesn't it mm.
0: find the crowd noise personally a little bit embarrassing paul because it's not in sync
3: <laughs> yeah some, mm. someone's got to If you're going to
0: do it right you've got you've got like 10 buttons on your little screen goal offside oh ooh you know what I mean stop game show you know at the right time and it's like yeah. somebody scores a goal and about 4 seconds later they go Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> not quite how it works. Steve Portman says this is the opportunity now. If away supporters aren't allowed into stadiums when we return. Great show, Benno. You're a legend. See you all next week from support. And Barry Belfry. Belfry.
5: <laughs> Belfry.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <That's not bad.
0: laughs> oh, coughing up, Nick. <laughs> I, must, I, must, I must read your name. It. I must read your name. I think the best one.
3: The best one. Who said it earlier? Somebody said Andy Marriott.
0: Oh yeah, goodness. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah well, right.
3: Sandland, yeah. That, yeah that's point. you know you don't even have to change that, do you? No, no. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, time to wrap up, wrap up, Nick.
0: Antar, Dumwaitar. <laughs> 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 well, guys, this has been the Tilt and Talk Show. What a night tonight! You know what a legend we've spoken to, and I know I said at the front of the show that he was revered by every single Birmingham City fan, and I know that I know, and we all know that he absolutely was. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so, so, so very much, Ian Bennett. Ian Bennett. <laughs> Very
2: much. Cheers. It's
0: been a pleasure. You're well, an absolute yeah. gentleman. Be fun thank up, you. Man. We wish you all the best with the future and everything you're doing. Right. Thanks for those amazing, great memories, great times, and 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 you know what? Boom. You know what? Ah. And thank you so much for signing my son's gloves. Adam, his name is. Give him a hello, quick. <laughs> right. All right. All the best. <laughs> Adam, his name is. Give him a hello, quick.
2: Good. Hello, Adam.
0: There you go. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what, you were his star player at St Andrews for all, all his growing up years, those, those 10 odd years, right, it was it was always Ian Bennett, Ian Bennett, Ian Bennett, Ian Bennett, forget the strikers, forget everything else, it was Ian Bennett, and he got your signature on a pair of gloves, his own gloves, right, where he was at school, and we were hauled into his school, and the teachers were telling us that he was sick, and this, that, and the other, and the only thing he's interested in is being a goalkeeper. I said, well, teach him to be a goalkeeper and learn a damn sight more than you will love. OK, I'll end it with that. Tilton Talk Show, Monday night, next week. Who's our guest next week, Paul? Do you know? Oh,
4: I don't know, but I, I do know that Danny Solar is coming in soon. So oh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And yeah. Uh, Marcelo? And Marcelo,
4: yeah, he's coming in as
0: well. Yep. 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 Everybody. Well, ladies and gents, sponsored by the Boyle Sports, principal sponsored by Birmingham City Football Club, and of course, in conjunction with SAS Autos and Borsley Labour Club, we thank Ian Bennett so very much on this Monday night for giving up his time and bringing you back all those wonderful memories. Paul Lilly, thanks for the memories. Night all from Carl Sparrow. uh, Just nothing but positive comments. Not even... It's just brilliant. It's been absolutely superb. Ian, thank you so, so, so very much for giving you time on a Monday night. Best wishes to you, as I say, in your future and everything you do. Perhaps we'll see you back at St Andrews as a goalkeeping coach one day. Who knows? Who knows, because we never be know no. <laughs> So, it's from Mr. Mark Adams, uh, a.k.a. Mr. Robe.
1: Good evening, everyone. Good Take night
0: care. Stay safe. Not good evening. Hey. Not, good evening is a welcome. It's good night, Mark.
1: That's what I meant. Good night. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Take care. Stay safe.
0: <laughs> Guess I in, Mr. It gets okay, Moon Machine. Good night, all. Keep right Mrs. is Brown. Good night. From the South. Good night. God bless. Take care. See you next Monday. And, of course, the legend, the absolute legend that is, Ian Bennett. Ian Bennett, amazing. Thank you so I much, you Ian. Good night, everyone. Been a pleasure. Cheers, Ian. See you next week. Good night. Ian, Ian before you Not go, though. somebody did ask yeah. me earlier, how have you managed to retain your youthful good looks?
4: Oh, I think we'll end it on that.
0: Oh, All hope. right. <laughs> because I weren't brave enough to dive
2: at people's feet. Oh, <laughs> <hey>. <laughs> so <you're> slack.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: night, you
0: slack. Good night. God bless, guys. Take care. See you next week. Keep right on. Keep the faith. And come on, let's Keep make right on. this season special.